Hello, everyone. Here we are today um, at Zane Gray High School for a Stories from the Street. No! Wait, do you do graffiti? Okay, Stories from School. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And uh, speaking here with a student who's brand new to Zane Gray. His name is Axel. And so welcome, Axel. Do you want to say your, and you can tell people your name, if you have an Instagram that you want them to stalk while you talk, uh, you can tell them what that is, um, and then otherwise we can get started. Well, I could just say my name is Axel Carrera. Okay. I was born in L.A. Yeah. Um, in, in L.A. proper or out here? Uh, L.A. proper. Okay. LA. Where? Um... I I used to live down in Temple and Third, I believe. Um, But I was always moving from house to house, so it was never like we stayed in one place. And it's really, really weird. So. It's been like that for your whole, like, the whole of it? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I've had like, what, maybe 10 homes so far already. Oh my God. How old are you? I'm 17. Damn. What's the math on that? Fuck, I every year and a half almost it felt like i should do some math to find out <laughs> is the math um was it just you and your mom uh no i actually it was at first it was me and my six other siblings it's 1.7 years every 1.7 years you were moving <laughs> <laughs> um okay bury the lead what how many siblings six eleven yeah, like 30 siblings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big family. Six siblings. Yeah. You're so including you. Uh or including are you me seven? seven. I'm six and my little sister's seven. Oh dear God. Yeah. Your mother's amazing. Um okay, so and and were those all like so that whole family unit was led by your mom? Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, occasionally they're like my other siblings' fathers because we don't all have the same dad. Okay. Um, but all in all, it's just been my mom. Just mostly the figure, the matriarch, the Mm. figurehead there. Yeah. And where do you fall in the in the line of seven? I'm the sixth one, so I'm the youngest boy. There's four boys and three girls. Wow. Who's the oldest, a boy or a girl? Uh, the boy. Uh, Yeah, it's my oldest uh, brother, Brian. He's like 30 30 years, I believe. Okay. And then follows my sister, Stephanie. She's like 29. Then my brother, Danny. Then my sister, Abigail. Then my brother, Anthony. Me and then my little sister. Wow. Yeah. So when did it start falling off that your household got smaller? It was back in 2000. 16 when my mom got sick with her lungs and she was doing she was stuck up in bed for like two months she was she never wanted to go to the hospital because she was afraid of what they'd tell her which i mean makes sense but it was always it was obviously the right choice to go to the fucking hospital you know but uh she i don't know i guess it was just the paint on the walls it was just she would sleep in the room and the fucking paint would like get into her lungs and stuff. Uh, it was really bad, but 
at some point she started coughing blood and that's when we really had to take her to the hospital and she was stuck in the hospital for two months i ended up having to go with my little sister to fresno we were there for like a good year and a half to live with other people i was there with my grandma and my uh, great uncle yeah was that your mom's yeah your mom's mom yeah and um this is this took a very different turn than what i thought the question was going to be <laughs> what I really meant was like, when did your older brother and sister move out? But that everyone is... split right after that. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So everybody just like the family unit kind of freaked everyone, out. Yeah. Everyone, everyone just had to get a job and <laughs> find a place to stay. Whoa. Yeah. Because your had your mom been working? Uh, yeah, at the time Prior she was. Prior to that, yeah, like, yeah. was your mom also the the funder of the family? At the time, it was her and her boyfriend at the time. Mm. Yeah, but is your mom still alive? Yeah, she's still alive, doing well. That's amazing. Yeah. That is not expected. That's wonderful. So she didn't have lung cancer. She was. They said that it was a possibility, but thank God she didn't. Whoa! Mm -hmm. So she healed. Mm -hmm. That's remarkable. So that's 2016. That is five, six, seven, math. Six years ago. Six years ago. <laughs> We're staring at each other. He's calculating, thank God, because my brain was not. Um, six years ago, you were 17 now, so that's when you were 11. Yeah. And that was 11, is that second grade, third grade, fourth grade? I don't think, mm, 2016 to 2012. I'm gonna be 18 this year, so I was 12 years old at the time. Got it. And I was in sixth grade. Sixth? Yeah. Fucking the middle, like middle school. <laughs> like the yeah. very beginning of middle school when you're supposed to be like headed toward your future. And it got derailed. So uh, you, you went to Fresno. Did you go to school while you were there? Yeah, I went to a school called Almost, Mario Almost G. Cool. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was there. Was it a proper middle school? So it was only six through eight, or was it a K through eight? It was a K K through six. Oh, yeah. so you were the king of the school when you went. Yeah. Which Did was, it feel like that, or was it like, oh god, I'm a new kid at a? Ah. It really just felt like an elementary school. So. Did it? Yeah. Well, and you had already been through L.A. You've already been through moving a bunch of times. You already had older brothers and sisters, so you probably were an old spirit in a young body. Yeah, I mean, I had to I had to learn to mature at a young age, so. Yeah. So you were looking at these 12-year-olds like they were... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your younger sister at that time? Yeah, it was me and her, and... Uh, she, we, she was attending the same school as well. So. so just the two of you guys went to your grandma's? Yeah. That's good. In some way, no? Like uh, like to have just that focus be on you? Well, yeah, it, but it was only time. There was, only, there was ever focus on just the two of us. Other than that, no one really cared for us. I mean, that's still, that still stands. Rather... Most of my family doesn't give two shits about us. Only my my dad and my older sister. So, wow. In my family, rather, but yeah, in your in your blood family. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a a created outside family? 
Yeah,、uh, my girlfriend's family is my second family. Right. They're really caring people. Yeah, I love them very much. Yay. And how long have you dated her? About almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the first the first time you've had that family feel? Yeah. It's the first time. It's amazing. <laughs> You're like I can fucking smile now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you live with them?、Uh, or stay? No, I, I come over at times. I live with my mom though. But、um, who all's there now? My mom's、mm-hmm. is just me, my little sister, her, and my older brother. That's it. Brian. No, my 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 older a, brother. A, a different older brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's all the way in L.A. Brian is. Yeah.、Uh-huh. And. But yeah, everybody just when they pieced out, they they're like, sorry, I don't have energy to even like know or care right now. Yeah, because everyone's doing their own thing. You know, they're 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 living their lives and shit. You know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. How do you know what you're missing? When you're like, nobody cares. Like, how do you know that that's not right? Or normal, not not right, because right or wrong, it is what it is. So,、right. like, it just is. But how how do you know to talk about it that way? Like, what are you looking at that gives you an example? Is it your girlfriend's family, or is it like, is this a new awareness of of a a?、Um, I'm trying to use words that aren't negative, because. <laughs> Then that just casts a negative light on like you, and that's not fair. Right. You know, like it is what it is that you had the experience of having family without feeling like they gave a shit. Yeah. And when did you discover that that mattered to you? That <laughs> it mattered that they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. It was actually like two weeks ago. I, no yeah, I was sent to the hospital. Well, I had to go to the hospital because I was having a really bad anxiety attack, and I really my back was killing me too. So all that was just like fucking me over. And my what brother. What did the anxiety do? Like, what was, what? So my I I have experienced people having PTSD,、mm-hmm. and their reaction to it is a seizure. Or or panic attacks yeah, or things like that. So is that what it felt like? Was a was like chest racing? I'm gonna die. Yeah. I need to die. <laughs> Get me yeah, out of here. Yeah, almost like that. I'm yeah. going to shut down and、uh, my eyes will roll back into my head and I won't be here. Yeah, and it, it fucking sucks. It really does. And I, it sucked because my older brother Anthony was there in the house and I asked him. I was like, dude, I need to go to the hospital because I want to see if I'm all right or not. Yeah. Whether or not it told me if I'm okay or not. I still need to know. He's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like, they're just gonna tell you you have anxiety and you're gonna send your ass home. Like, it's a waste of time. He just walked his ass back into his room. I was like, okay. So I called my older sister. She says the same shit. And I can't contact anyone else because they're further. So that's when it clicked. And I was like, fuck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, it's that is a way to interpret it. What ended up happening? My girlfriend and her father ended up taking me. And what happened?、Uh, they told me everything was alright. I was there alone. They left. They were like, the dad was like, if you need anything, like if you need me to pick you up, just call me, right? So that's exactly what I did. But they told me everything was alright. I just have like really bad back pain, and they prescribed me with、uh, ibuprofen, and I still haven't gotten it. But what? 
but I have to get it. I just don't have the money for that right now. I, don't I you have don't. Medi-Cal? I do. It's free. Uh, I can go get that? It's free. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking free. <laughs> I didn't know that. Any but. medicine that they prescribe you is free. Mm. <laughs> Goofball. Well, no, no. Yeah. But again, you're like, great. Where's my mom telling me that shit? <laughs> exactly. I was there alone. Yeah, so. And um, who saw you? Right after that? No, at the hospital. Um, like what? What was? What they do? Did they have an intake? Did they give you? Did they check your chest? Did they, they check my like, chest? But they like put the things on my. Phone yeah, electrodes. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, your your heart rhythm's all right and shit. Yeah, and the worst part of that is is what they could say, which is the truth, but you'll never interpret it correctly. It's all in your head. Right. But it's like, no, it's fucking real, and it's like. No, but it's in your head mm-hmm. happening, not in your body yeah. happening. And it's like, well, if it's in my goddamn head, how do I control that? Yeah. Because, like, you know how to, like, doctor, help my body. Because doctors can help your body yeah. recover from something, right? But maybe not even in your case because you're like, I have back pain. Yeah. And it's all related to your spine is your, like the core of all that happens to you like it's the it is the trunk of your existence and your head is the interpreter of all that has happened yeah and your head connected to your ego will fuck with you and Mm. tell you you're a piece of shit and tell you that other people are pieces of shit and tell you and spiral and cause a headache did you have a headache I had to get the tie. Like exactly the right. <laughs> well, and also when we get dark and scared and panic, we're 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 not eating, we're not drinking. So your body's not hydrated. It's unhealthy, and it too is spiraling in a shutdown mode. Yeah. And it's like somebody pay attention. And it is the truth of what your what your brothers and sisters who didn't do anything. Right. They basically told you the truth. Mm-hmm. You just hadn't gone through it yet. Well, I just wanted to make sure. That's no, I no, no. Told them. You exactly. You. My guess is that they've done all that. They've gone to the hospital. They've had the panic. I'll bet. Right. For that, and and they've gone through the spiral of like, fuck, I go. And by the time I'm done, my panic attack, like, the symptoms have even subsided, and there's nothing it seems that people are gonna do to help me. And that's probably why, they they. It might have been triggering for them. Right. To go back to that whole experience, so they shut you down, so that they didn't probably have to go through it like right. dude you're gonna be fine you know <laughs> you know like don't make me go back there <laughs> yeah but it, it was really it was it was a I'm betting i don't know but but i'm betting based on what you're saying like if they they got they've been here longer with the chaos of your family longer yeah you that's know true, yeah but uh oh i'm it was really weird because i'm like i feel anxious and everything in a hospital as 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 though most people, you know, 
it was my first time alone in a hospital. Yeah. And I was just laying there, laid up in the bed. I wasn't scared or anything. I was like, they're gonna tell me what's wrong and some shit, and I'm gonna be prepared to hear it. Yeah. And I was, I was all ears and and. What hospital? It was the missionary one down over there in Panorama, the one that's right next to the Kaiser Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And. From then on, because before that I wasn't eating properly, I wasn't drinking water at all. I was just, I was, I just felt like shit. And after that day, I was like, all right, I gotta get my shit together. I've, I've been eating better since then. I've been drinking water. I've been taking care of my my mind, and my, I haven't had an anxiety attack in those the while that I haven't been to the hospital. And I felt great. I felt energetic and all that. This was two weeks ago. Like two to three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Did they, when they checked you in, did they give you IV? No. They didn't, they didn't hook you up to saline or anything like that? No. I'm surprised. And how long did they keep you? I was there for like three to four hours. That's it? Yeah, but they didn't do much. They just like a urine sample, they checked my vitals and What did they, so when they, when you're in, you, you said you're in a bed. Yeah, I was, they just put me in the bed. It was like, you can sit down and lay down. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. And so when they came in and told you what they tell you and what, how, and so you said you were prepared for the worst. Yeah. And and how did that go? They told me everything was fine. That was it. Did you believe it? Kind of, yeah. But I was, that was supposed to get an x-ray for my lungs and I didn't. So I want to go back and see if I can do that. But, and there's uh, a little worry because of your mom, you mean? Yeah. With your lungs? Yeah. I just want to make sure, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but after that night... You had an epiphany. Yeah, told myself everything's just all in my head. Everything's going to be all right. That I can get through this myself. And all I've ever done is get through it myself. It's tiring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I need someone to lean on to at times. And that's why I have my girlfriend. Yeah. Well... The, what you really encountered, probably also without maybe getting it then, is that you actually, how do I want to say this without discounting people's impact? <laughs> you did it and you were fine. Mm -hmm. And there were people there at the hospital to be with you and to care for you because it's their job. Yeah. And you were put in an environment where you literally were okay. Yeah. And you were by yourself. And in that environment where you were left alone, mm -hmm. you found your own personal fortitude and strength. Yeah. Which really can like double back down into you knowing that finish my sentence <laughs> <laughs> that what <sighs> that I could say that really that I all I have is myself yeah that you're okay yeah by yourself and I had to learn that after a while even though I've always been by myself. But, yeah, realizing that was, like, 
it was like it was like an eye opener you know it was like the light at the end of the tunnel and yeah it was relief yeah yeah it's like the end of the world happened and you woke up or you not walk woke up but got that you're alone at the end of the world yeah and like what do you have to do walk drink eat really much survive love yeah. now it's all choice and I think that's why you're happy is because you walked into choice for the first time where you're like I'm gonna choose life yeah I don't know it sounds like that's what happened yeah I mean I had to I, I learned that I had to really put myself first because mm. no one else is or yeah yeah now so that's what's cool i you got a hard lesson but in some way you got the life lesson yeah that you can now take and build your life differently yeah for others so what that might look like is how you, so knowing that everyone is okay by themselves, it's your option to choose to care for them. Yeah. And uh, there's not many, not really much people I care for because in, in truth, I don't care for the world, really. I don't care for many people just my family even though they treat me like shit sometimes and my girlfriend and her family which treat me significantly better well and and our family of origin is complicated no matter what happens and they're here usually for us to bump up against mm -hmm. to learn things for ourselves and then maybe sometimes it's to learn to like go away from them but sometimes it's to learn like without your brothers and sisters dissing you mm -hmm. in the hospital and telling you like you're gonna be fine which by the way they were right yeah and for you to feel abandoned you wouldn't have this epiphany so they created by virtue of being in your life this goodness that you now have right by by virtue of being just who they were in your life so in reality, do you want to do that to other people? You may choose no, mm -hmm. but they, that experience gave you who you are right now in front of me. Yeah. So in reality, not in reality, in some realm, you could just be grateful for the dicks you have in your life called family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's why I can't hate them. I mean, and, I love them. And I may say you might be at a, at a point now in the family structure where they actually don't have that kind of negative impact on you anymore. Possibly. And they could just be themselves. Like maybe their role of... I have to be a fucking dick to this guy until <laughs> until I don't impact him anymore. Like not a not here, but in the spirit world of like, you know, like yeah, that weirdness. I don't know. I like to think that way. 
Like heroin plays a role in your life. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it's always trending good. Even when it feels like shit. Yeah. It's, it's trending up. But then it's, 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 it comes and it's your choice whether you want to rise above or not. Well, and the rising above is being present with the impact of it. It's just, like, did you, in the hospital bed, experience a feeling of rising up or a going in? Like, what was, you know what I mean? Like, rising up implies that you're better than. And I don't know if you mean that. No, no. It but just like, means you, you transcend the moment. You go past that moment and, yeah. and, and trend up <laughs> yeah. into the love or whatever. And now we're in the next chapter, rather. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So. And, you know, and panic and anxiety. Um, you experienced, I think, a feeling of them organically disappearing because you got a lesson of where when you were in the hospital and you walked out of there how what what changed in your way of being that you knew something different about yourself about like I'm walking out I now know about myself that I because I was always afraid and after I stepped out of those doors I was like all right there's no need to be afraid anymore. You found courage in you. Yeah. Like your own courage. No one gave you that. Exactly. And you didn't have to muster courage. You just had it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you didn't have to suppress fear to be courageous. I just had to come to terms with it. Right. Exactly. Isn't that weird? Yeah. We're, we're like... You just were it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You didn't... Like, the work was... In... It came from being alone. It came from the fuckery called I'm left here by myself. Yeah. By my family. Fortunately, I got a ride from my girlfriend's dad. Fortunately staff is here and they're kind yeah they were really kind actually right yeah. they're great i love going to the hospital by myself because i'm like the more by myself i am the more people who are paid to be there care for me yeah and i'm just like be all the greatness that you are right here for me exactly <laughs> it was really nice yeah yeah well and that's cool because you accepted some outside love from strangers exactly at a time where you were ridiculously vulnerable yeah in a literal hospital bed thinking you're gonna die yeah and I don't I don't really like strangers you know I don't like people yeah because um I feel like the whole world is just cruel you know I've always lived (laughs) well you feel that your family is cruel and therefore the whole world (laughs) mimics your family so what if so I'm gonna flip this on you what if we now decide that your dick family who have behaved in ways that made you feel uncared for 
actually were giving you the lessons that got you to the courage and the epiphany and all of that wonder. What if the whole entire outside world is just there to help you like get greatness and courage and light from your life? I mean, in a sense, that's how it is. I mean, I feel like every person you meet. Like here, what do you? So you're new, you're newly here at Saint Gray. Yeah. And you don't know any of the kids. Nobody, nobody's named. You're keeping to yourself. Yeah. You trusted a teacher, a principal. You're now trusting me for some weird reason. To <laughs> listen to you. Exactly. And I'm a stranger. So you don't really mean. No. I don't really mean it, but it's. The and there's water there if you want in this rate. Yes, that tempura paint <laughs> is water. Yeah, I'm alright, but um, it's whoever comes to me and and shows kindness. It's what I really fall for. Mm. Yeah. What do you give? What if I were a person who hated strangers, and I was in the world not trusting, mm -hmm. and I encountered you? What would you give? Nothing. I wouldn't interact with you. If no one interacts with me, I won't speak to them. Unless I build up the courage to speak to them, which is kind of difficult for me to do because I feel like I look like a fucking idiot. Well, remember, you already have courage inside of you. There's no building. Well, rather speak to people. Right. Because I, I don't really do much of that. People... It's more, I would say it's not building courage, it's honoring courage. Right. Makes more sense, yeah. Because... Building means you have to do something to get courage. Yeah. You already have it. Just honor it. That's a good way. Of, that's, that's a nice Just way of looking at it. Just be kind to your courage. Yeah. But. And it will go. It, it's there. It will bring you wherever you need to go if you honor it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like walking up to a stranger and you're honoring your courage. Like. You're walking out of that hospital room and you're like oh i'm i'm alive and i'm okay and yeah. everything's fine and you honor your courage you can walk up to anyone like him yes oh, talking about. <laughs> his, his life yeah hey man ukraine you heard about that <laughs> <laughs> are we i think so uh, dude <laughs> it is not good Vote. Are you over 18? Uh, I'm 17 right now. All right, but, but when you're voting age, get in there and vote. Yeah. Class is over already, so I know. I got you. So when, um, when I come back, we'll talk with you and your story. But right now, I'm with him. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye, head. See you. He was at another school that I was teaching at and ended up over here. Really? Wait, <laughs> yeah. what school? Uh, John Arwood. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have been talking for 30 minutes. Normally we talk for an hour. Mm. Um, and I would say we can keep talking until, you know, the other kid who I've lined up is going to come and he's staying after as well. Okay. Um, but, but I think, like, we haven't talked at all about what got you here. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think we had, we're in a topic of, that's wildly rich, and you have been super generous telling me like your truth about mm. it all, and, and listening to my 
your opinion on phrasing it, so, of yeah. it. Yeah, I'm like, call yourself courage and be kind to your courage and trust that your courage will take you to a stranger in the same way that, you know, you've encountered kindness from others. Yeah. But it's important to engage in the outside world because remember, I just want you to feel present to how you felt in the hospital bed, how you felt with anyone who comes to you with kindness right? and how that changes your, your inside yeah. and your, your further of the world, like how you feel in the world and without being present and giving that gift away to someone else, mm. it kind of dries up. You think so? Well, I. Or you appear selfish, or you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah. like that. The the trust of the flexibility and the freedom to like, wow, I got kindness from someone. Let me test giving kindness to somebody else. And granted, you've got a girlfriend. You're in somebody you know whole other family's family and you're kind to them i'm sure and you're yeah. kind to animals and you're kind to you know i'm sure you do give kindness but being aware that like you can actually like give it away thought of it and i recently wanted to try it out i just i don't know to who yet okay try but it right gonna now happen. <laughs> <laughs> i've been kind this whole time yeah. I know, I know. Well, and and the other thing I noticed is that it, a week ago, I told you I would have this podcast and do this in zero way. And I want you to know this. Did I remember that? In no way did I remember. I happened to bring my podcast equip equipment because I'm podcasting later. And I was like, Oh, right. I should bring my podcasting equipment blah, 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 to Zane Gray, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. I'm arriving super fucking late at Zane Gray today. I could just say I did it on purpose so I could do a podcast. Right. And then I was literally trying to think, who should I do the podcast with today? And you walked up and reminded me. Yeah. That is 100% how this went. And I look like I have my shit together and like I was ready and that I had my gear and that I, you know, that all of this stuff. Yeah. But I'm not any of that. You created this moment by being intentional about your life. Yeah. Yeah. And wanting to share your story. <laughs> I like, I like telling my life or a bit of my life to other people to get so that they can get a perspective of who I am. Yeah? Yeah. I don't really do that with much people, just people I think I should. Yeah. Someone who I think should listen and I should be heard, you know? Well, yeah. And I think, I think telling your story and being heard is independent of being listened to. Right. Um, the more you share and the more you are being truthful, the more you'll experience being heard, I think. Yeah. And 
So then the, the notion that you're not being heard will dry up. Just like your fear dried up. Yeah. Like, so instead of looking for people or going toward people where you feel like they need to listen, um, being just heard by yourself talking to others will create their curiosity and listening of you. Yeah. And I'm talking about your family. I'm not talking about the outside world. I'm talking about probably your family where you're like, fuck you. You guys haven't heard me this whole time. This, this you're not listening. Sent me to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I don't. I feel like most of them wouldn't care, but I wouldn't know that unless I really tried to explain, but... Oh, God, yeah. It, it just really lingers like they Well, don't care. and how, you know, it may be that you also have blocked off being curious about them. Yeah, that too. I recently, like, I was, throughout those few weeks, I was with my little sister. I don't even know much about her. And that's my family, and I learned a bit about her. Mm. And she's almost like me. And she likes to dress like me. I, I noticed that she takes most of her personality from me. Right. What would she do without you right now? Exactly. And who do you think she would be if she was stuck in the hospital by herself? <sighs> I, don't, I have no idea. Well, you know what it would be like for her. It'd suck, yeah. Would it? She's really, yeah, she's really, really like a little scaredy cat. You well, know. you were a scaredy cat in was. there, too, right? We were two different And people. your experience of being in there alone, being a scaredy cat, and having a nurse come in. If she's shown the same kindness I was shown, I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's safe to assume she would. Yeah. Be shown that kind of kindness. She told me the previous time that she went to the doctors for a physical, they tried to put the the popsicle stick in her tongue and she didn't she kept gagging and the, the doctor was like you're not normal and she was just being a dick to my little sister and that's why she doesn't like being at the hospital and shit because they feel she feels like everyone there yeah it's just a bunch of pieces of shits but well that was a piece of shit thing to, for somebody to say for sure yeah yeah but it, it's it depends on who you meet because not Got everyone you. is the same. oh i see what you mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, and now that you are who you are and probably always were, you would, COVID allowed, go to the hospital with her. Yeah. Right? Like, Axel, I'm freaking out. I'm having a panic attack. I need to know if I'm going to die. <laughs> the thing is, I was the one saying that. She was like, no, everything's going to be okay. Like, just. She held my hand and stuff, and she was like, just relax, everything's gonna be all right. And I was like, all right, I, I, I believe you. Even and I'm going she, to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the hospital right after too. No, but the thing is- I think you needed to, you needed to find out. Exactly, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Cause not knowing is scary. Yeah, well, and you advocated for yourself, which is exactly what you did about this podcast. Yeah. No, the, you, you, we're next, okay? As um, as much time as you can give me to finish up with him is great. If you can really stay for another hour, that's great. Can you? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to come and tell you. Okay. Just because, like, I'm not sure, like, you know, 
Because like I can give you like a good, you know, like background. Don't worry about what you're going to say. I, I'll definitely have you talking for an hour if you can sort that with whoever picks you up or however you get home or any yeah, of that. Yeah, because I'll walk home and then, like, I think I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like I'm trying to skate, too, but then it's like, oh, I'm going to clean the house. And this is, so it's like, you know, I'm just kind of jumping around. Uh-huh. And it's just like I realize, like, hey, you know, like. You don't want to stay. Yeah, and it's just like, you know. Okay. All right. I'm we'll do it another like, time. It's all good. It's all good. We'll do it next time. But can I take a picture of you with your black and your pink on and the pink and the black and the pink? Because it's too great. Yeah, I love this shirt. And you're holding pink paint. Yeah, it looks perfect. All right, thank you. All right, so we get to keep talking. All right, this is perfect. Oh, what's up, bro? Um wonderful this is great now we get 20 more minutes on the page yeah so now you can tell me how you got here well so yeah so there you were 2016 going to school in another school well i didn't go to seventh or eighth grade i didn't i just went straight to ninth grade how i have no idea who let you um the vice principal of um north hollywood hi that my mom had told them the situation that had happened. There, she was like, "All right, these hours." And I was there. What? Yeah, I was there till last. It's okay. Semester. He didn't need to learn uh, pre-algebra and um, division and yeah, that was uh, thing. History and uh, <laughs> English prep and uh, science and uh, fucking. There, <sighs> she was like. But I hope you know you're not to, you're not to like learn all this, like this, since you didn't get the education before, and I've managed so far. Mm-hmm. That I fucked up in 11th grade because it's when COVID started, and everyone was home, stuck, unmotivated, and shit. And I didn't do jack shit for my class, so I didn't get any credits, and I was still technically considered an 11th grader when I was a 12th grader, mm-hmm. and. I had like 145 credits, which is not enough for a 12. So I was supposed to make up all of my classes last semester. Like I had to get all five of my classes. At North Hollywood? Yeah. Rather six of my classes, I had to get them like a C or above. I missed like two classes. And they were like, we're gonna have to send your ass to continuations going. I was like, like fuck. And it really sucked because I felt like I let down my dad and my girlfriend, all these people who really cared about my education, which was like a select a few. Mm-hmm. So I was really down. I felt like I didn't do enough. And that's on my part. But uh, eventually I chose to go here because it's right next to where my girlfriend goes. She goes right to Reseda. Yeah. And it was, it was a nice thought because I could see her before class and right after school. And now that I'm here, it really feels like another home because I really do feel safe here and I get out early and stuff and there aren't many people and no one bothers me, you know? That's the thing I like. I don't like people, so me being here with a little bit of just a few people here is really nice. Mm-hmm. And I honestly prefer being here rather than, than a regular high school. And I know I'm going to miss this place once I graduate. 
Oh, fun. Nice. Well, and I would say that, like, when we're young, we think that things are fixed in our ways. Yeah. We think that we're like this, and this is our this. Yeah. And we go through, you would learn in science, (laughs) <laughs> in physics there we go through state changes we go from solid to liquid to gas to you know like yeah. we we change and our our ways of being changes you know like and and you just got evidence of that 2 weeks ago yeah your entire state changed from fearful, from downtrodden to hopeful and courageous. Yeah, and it feels great. It feels right. amazing. And and like that's why you bother living. Yeah. Because those, like, how you feel right now is gonna level up. You're gonna keep leveling up, and then you might fall because you're triggered about something that happened in your past that you haven't resolved yeah and you'll have dicks coming your way reminding you (laughs) and you may end up you know broken for a minute yeah and you may even find yourself feeling courage or you know fearful and then courage gets to come back in or love gets to come back in but but like you saying you don't like people is so boring to me because I'm like, oh God, for how long? Can we be done? Can we be done not liking people? Because that's just not how you're going to live forever. That's just how I think at the moment. But I know things will change in the future. And that's what I'm saying. It's like a state, you're you're going to be moving toward a state change. It's good to feel safe. It's good to feel unbothered. Yeah. In a time that I think you might be in right now called looking at yourself, working on your past, yeah. reconciling how uh, your next steps. That's nice to be in an environment where you're like, ah, I can just be about me. Yeah. And that feels good. It really does, yeah. I would recommend that it's not a constant way that you live because like, what's that look like? That looks like isolation for the rest of your life. Like, and truth be told, I hate being alone. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your sun sign? Uh, I'm a Virgo. Me too. <laughs> We're now in love. <laughs> um, okay, when's your birthday? September 10th, 2004. Virgos rock. Yeah, they do. We're so cool. Uh, no wonder you kept your appointment with me. <laughs> Damn. Now, why didn't I keep my appointment with you? Um, what's your moon? Do you know? No, I don't. Okay. Do you know the time you were born? Uh, I think I was born, like, I don't know the exact hour. Okay. Oh, well, exact, like, minute and shit. But I, I, it was, like, around 4 in the morning, I believe. Okay. We'll have to find out. Early to know what your sun and moon and stars and risings are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Virgos are hard on ourselves, 
and we analyze ourselves and we like order and harmony and it's probably a lot why you are rubbed up against chaos <laughs> yeah and, you know and uh and your mom's illness probably was a blessing for maybe not a blessing but a uh, an indicator that the current life you guys were all living in the house together was unsustainable yeah and that the pressure of that is likely what caused her lungs to fill metaphysically metaphorically mm. maybe she had an illness you know or something also but like our bodies are so reactive yeah that's why your back hurt because you were you were putting all this doubt and pressure or whatever you know like whatever emotion and and thing your brain was telling your body yeah <laughs> it was going that and i was falling asleep sitting down on my couch so what I do you was, mean? I would like, cause I, I oh, because I, you weren't eating or drinking correctly. That, and because I would like just pass out sometimes sitting down on my phone. Just yeah. I wake up sitting down like, oh fuck, my back's killing me. Oh no, kidding! Oh, <laughs> dude, it was just your posture. Your I have really the... bad posture too, but nah, I really, I, I, for some reason, I keep things, a lot of things bottled up because I don't feel like it's. A man thing to do to let to release those feelings i feel like i'd be less of a man if i were to just you know like show myself and release and just cry and shit so i Who always told you that i always thought that myself okay so that's a construct that's not the truth it's yeah. a construct that society has allowed to continue it's literally not true. Yeah, and it was my girlfriend. She was like, it doesn't make you less of a man. Rather, it makes you more human yeah. than anything to just cry because you are who you are. You're human and you have feelings. Well, and, and you know, in some ways, our manness is reflected by those around us. And if her experience of you crying takes nothing away from what she would define as madness is is like you're not going to get reflected as weak when you're in a supportive loving environment for crying yeah. if you're in an environment that's like man up you pussy yeah then that's we now know that's not a supportive environment and um and like you're allowed to go away from that. Yeah. And that's how we make ourselves better by catching those moments where we're around toxic people and they may be family, mm -hmm. but they also might be, like you said, not hearing you. So it may be like that frustration and moment of like, I haven't communicated to you that I am sad, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and like them really authentically hearing that like, oh, okay. Um, and uh, so, so like the, it's convoluted, but definitely society has created a, a myth and especially a, a, a not to diss, but a Latino myth of machismo and, mm -hmm. you know, like, 
it's your girlfriend's right. It's being dismantled. It's it's you're allowed to call bullshit on it. No. Because you know you're not healthy because of it. <laughs> like, is a world can a man be as strong as you want to be and be also suppressing inside and vulnerable it will be vulnerable yeah like you can't be as powerful um when what you're doing is actually breaking down your insides by not communicating yeah. and not crying it's a weird thing and only very smart like thinking uh, humans can get to that and so your girlfriend is is already there. You're getting there. You're challenging yourself around it because you're able to verbalize it. Yeah. There are loads of people who wouldn't even say what you said to me in admission. They couldn't. They're so caught in the story. Yeah. And it, you know, being a man is is like. Oh, so old what the fuck do you think you have to do <laughs> like what is the myth what's you know what it is it's sexy is that is that is that really what you think it is to uh, like isn't it what's isn't it sexy to like think of yourself as as a man i think it's just just such a fucking ego <laughs> yeah right? yeah yeah your ego is is designed to challenge you and to like to have you shut it down it really you have you seen fight club no go watch fight club it's great we're gonna watch it on anything it's yeah. everywhere no okay All right. yeah like torrent it or whatever we'll google it after this but um yeah your ego is very loud very very aggressive very wants to win wants to win and keep you down does all kinds of stuff there's a really cool dude called Eckhart Tolle who talks about ego in a very cool way I'll, I'll forward you some stuff about him but yeah you're, you're, you're already in the quest of not being someone ruled by that Yeah. if you're able to even voice that you need to cry and you can't because it may stop you from being macho <laughs> yeah but I've learned to understand that that won't change who I am it'll which what which what what this is just me it doesn't make if me you cry less, if I cry it doesn't make me less of who I am okay if you're a man does that make you less of who you are no okay and if you cry and the next minute heroically pull someone out of a burning building. Still makes you a man. You can do both, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can practice where you feel comfortable doing that. Like I cry, I don't often cry around people I know. Yeah. I cry at the grocery store with the teller like I'll just like will cry <laughs> like, <if I'm, laughs> like I cry at you know commercials I think we cry for different reasons 
And when, when we acknowledge the core of what we're feeling, sometimes we don't even have to cry because we get to like what that message of cry means for you. Sometimes emotionally and also um, hormonally, you're, you're in the life cycle of hormones raging, yeah. right? So you've got testosterone going, you've got an estrogen going, and it may, they may cross wires to where they're like, we're going to fuck with you today. You know? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. I want to, I can't even look at anyone because I'm going to cry. Yeah. You know? Um, and those are the times where it's like that uncontrollable cry where you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And I'm <laughs> fine, but yeah. I'm, I want to cry. Right. But then sometimes we cry because we feel sorry for ourselves and we're, and we like genuinely feel sorry yeah. for ourselves, you know? And like, it's good to, to like investigate why you feel like you want to cry because sometimes you can honor that feeling over there. Like if you recognize like heartache does that too. Like when you're like, I broke up and I, we broke up and I feel so sorry for myself, you know, yeah. it's good to be able to go like, Oh, self, I'm sorry for you too. And that almost like dries the eyes around it because you get like to care for yourself from the inside without needing to cry. Yeah. Um, or when you are genuinely able to tell someone how you feel or tell yourself how you feel, that that also dries up some of that urge to cry. And I think I think sometimes we hold on to the the not crying for the fear of being courageous enough to love yourself. Yeah. But we we we, we learn to grow and understand that it's all right at some point in our lives. Yeah, and when you're feeling like you want to cry, courageously hug yourself and see if that shifts it. See if you still need to cry. Yeah. Or find the people where you want to cry with. Like the grocery store. Like the grocery store teller. Yeah. It's hard to feel vulnerable in front of people. It is. Especially when you've been the backbone for family or something like that. You know? I yeah. get it. It's an investigation. I, you know, I was married for 24 years and only saw my husband cry twice. And, you know, the first time was when our daughter was born. He couldn't stop crying. He cried for two hours straight. <laughs> he was so happy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, just euphoria takes over. And then he cried when he, you know, he wanted to kill himself. And that was because he was suppressing real feelings of wanting to be someone else. And so those are pretty big deals. But yeah. Um, just know that the world is changing the definition of what men, how men need to show up. And for sure, uh, it's asking for men to show up with more vulnerability courage yeah. than physical courage. Because at the moment, no one likes men. You what? At the, at the moment, nobody likes men. I know. Yeah. It's kind of fuck men. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's not every man. 
it's just the men who portray themselves like that. Yeah. Well, funny that you're trying to portray, portray yourself like that by not crying. <laughs> that, I just, I don't like men either. Because a percentage of men are quite literally pieces of shit. Yeah. And I'm not that percentage. <laughs> But you want to uphold a little bit of it by not crying. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I used to. It's confusing. Yeah. But I look, you've got fingernail polish on. <laughs> you're, you're integrating your, your creative self. Yeah. And the more you find your creative self, the more your tolerance for being dickish will just go, like, hopefully go away. And and go into art and and the only thing the only reason i'm saying it is because that dickish side of you doesn't want to cry to be because then you'd be like less of a man yeah but you know that's not true yes who showed you that picture my girlfriend no not the vulnerable side oh. the oh the being, being a, man? a man means you don't cry it was, it was from my brother, like two of my brothers, I believe. One that didn't care much about any of us and the other just being a piece of shit because he was like my age now. And he, they both never cried. I only saw my older brother cry once and I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen you cry in my life. This fool hugged me and he went, he just socked my chest lightly like three times. And he kissed my forehead. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I still don't know why he was crying that day. And I look back at that now and it's like, fuck, we all really do have feelings. And it's okay to, to express them rather than suppress them. Yeah, because when we suppress, it does come out in that crazy form. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I know you love you. <laughs> Yeah. Or I love you love me. Yeah. Empathy. And I also really don't throw around I love you, especially to my family, because I find it really weird. Like we all don't say I love you, but some of us have that bond where it's okay to say I love you. I have that bond with my little sister, my second oldest sister, and my oldest brother. That's it. Well, saying it changes your neuro pathways, and it also changes um, theirs because they're forced to hear it. Mm. And it's a practice; it's an actual truth. Like your brain, your neuro pathways perform differently when you are giving and saying those words. I think they've done studies on like saying I love you to someone, giving that to someone else and how it alters your brain. And you can even, it's why they say fake it till you make it or act as if, you know, act as if you're happy. When you fake a smile, your brain reads it as a smile yeah. and sends smile signals to your body. Whether you really feel happy or not, and it's the same with I love you. 
like it's it it can genuinely flip environments so it's okay to practice saying it in places where you're just playing a game like i'm just gonna play a game called telling people i love them (laughs) and and like don't keep score yeah and you can and fortunately with our technology and stuff we have ways to do that that separate you a little bit to where you you can go like text somebody i love you heart what the fuck my brother just sent me and i love you <laughs> yeah it was really <laughs> weird i've gotten that but i feel like it's, it's more appropriate to say it with your own words rather than texting it no no well i mean I feel, i'm gonna I, text you i love you and just see what your body does I mean, I know rather it feels like it feels better to be, to hear it, you know? It's, I, I, so, yes, maybe for you. Yes, there is a a hyper impact that happens, but it generates something when it's said even in text. That's it. It's a different kind. But it's the same feeling. It's, it's, and in education we do this thing called laddering your abilities Mm. so starting small building tasking you smaller so you can task big yeah that's all that is (laughs) like it's popping it's popping the the balloon a little bit on Mm. the ones that you're not saying it to yeah although it was really weird i said i love you to my third oldest brother what the fuck no, because I was like, I love you. Your face, your face is all like, I said it to him and he did something. No, it was, no, because I was, I hugged him and I was like, I love you. But I didn't like saying it. Because I don't love him. Well, I would say you're angry with him. Very fucking angry. Yeah, you have some communication that you haven't had with him. But if I challenged you to really, like get past that you have communication that Mm. you need to give him I would I could I could coach you pretty quickly into your own reality of like okay now do you love your brother I'd probably if things were to go well and and we both understand no no mental no mental nothing no no but yeah I do love him yeah yeah he's my brother you just love him. There's no anything. You just love him. Have love for him. And so, um, those are they're bridges that that are bridges toward the softening of the energy of the anger. Yeah. So that you then have a softer landing spot to go. I love you, and I'm really fucking mad at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm really fucking mad at you. I love you too, bro. And I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> or And I know I did something wrong. Like, really, truly, it's all in there. It's all just energy and, and some language. Yeah. I'll see if I can ever talk to him. Yeah. Maybe. We are... We are teeny tiny specks on this fucking planet and then there's galaxies do you know that 
we are in our Milky Way galaxy. No. There are over, I, I can't even quote it correctly, I'll just say 17 galaxies like our galaxy in our little galaxy. We're part of something massive, in other words. Yeah, and we have no idea. Like, that we are just one galaxy and there are 17 more of us? Could there possibly be 17 more Earths? Yeah. We don't even fucking know. But we know that there are that many of them. I don't know how we know, but we've counted. Space knows. Yeah. And when you get that, like, we are just here. We're the only ones here to live this fucking life for a blip of a minute. It's scary to think about. It's great to think about, too. It's like, why bother hating people or not knowing people or, like, being scared of people? It's because you only have so much time in this world. Run! Go do something! Exactly. <laughs> Finish high school. Absolutely. Go to college. My preference. Yeah. And, well, again, Or something. Yeah. Find the next step. And I, I think that's what life is really all about, is just figuring out who you really are. Yeah. And proceeding from there. Or, or who you are as a human. Once you can ground that, you can start hearing what you need to do, what you're here to do. You know, like, what you're, like, you get that you have courage. You get that you are love. You get that you, um, I don't know what else there is. <laughs> like, what else is there? Uh, talent. Like, you can start recognizing, like, okay, I'm love and I'm courageous. If I'm just love and courage, where am I tugged? What makes my... What makes me feel FOMO? Or where? who are the people out there in the world doing things that I'm like, I want to know them. Yeah. That's the places for me where I'm like, that's where I need to be going. <laughs> do you have any of those? Uh, at times I do. At times. But I do... There are a few people in this school that I want to know and I want to speak to. I just, I don't know if I should or not. Cause I'm not sure what the outcome would be. But you never know until you really try. Well, I mean, what's the danger? Exactly. <laughs> you don't know. The danger is feeling. There's one. Yeah. Them not liking you just being like your brothers yeah yeah so it's really like it just it just reflects more on your family how they treat you so and you've managed that so far yeah spoken like two kids here so far really they definitely want to know you you think oh for sure <laughs> for sure there's a very strong family feel here. So they're pulling for the family feel. They're pulling for you to feel a part of the team or the, the group. I am. Yeah. Well, like, I've only been here for like a week or two, mm -hmm. almost two weeks maybe. Mm -hmm. Do you come every day? I come by every day, I just come here late. 
like around like 10 and it sucks but I, I I try my best to get here and stay till the end of the day get my education in and get some work done and just trying to get out of here yeah well and also there's the world of so you have medical you can get therapy through medical for yeah. free you can get a checkup regularly you can get vision which i know you need <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do i know you need it i watch you squint I gotta leave. no dude just go to a fucking eye doctor i have to really and i don't want to get glasses i want to get contacts, get contacts. they'll yeah. give you oh my god i'm so bored they will give you a prescription for contacts and you can get contacts for free yeah, yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And even if they're $20, I think you'll be okay with that, too. Yeah. All right. And dentist. You can go to the dentist. No, I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> and uh, they're the only teeth you'll have. Your teeth, your hair, your eyes. They're it. So, yeah. we'll, uh, you know, there you go. Tell your girlfriend. She'll sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> or be a man and go get your own appointment. <laughs> I would... There's a lot of things I need to do, and I have the ability to do that now. Yeah, because you feel a little solid. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, on your on your uh, medical card on the back is an 800 number, and those people are there, like the hospital, to help you. Yeah. So is the website. So is Miss Burton. I love Miss Burton. Like, she's a really kind person. Yeah. She wants you to succeed. <laughs> yeah. Yay. All right, well, what do you think? It was a good talk. It was a really good talk. It was good? Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Good. I think others listening will, too. Maybe two, two people will listen. Who knows? But Whoever does. Exactly. Maybe you can send it to your family. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll see if they even listen to it. But. Yeah, if they give a fuck. Yeah. All right, my friend. Uh, wonderful. I need a picture of you that uh we can take and um and then i will let you know about posting this all right okay yeah thanks let's clap it out Yay! <laughs> okay bye <laughs> hey guys i'm so glad you listened to immersed in art we really want you to know how valuable your stories are and would love to hear them so please let us know hit us up on any of the socials or uh, you can email us at authwallgraffiti at gmail and just let us know and we'll get you on the phone or in person when we can and grab your stories Um, anything from stories from the streets stories from school if you're a mentor or a master tell us how you do it or a this or that story what happens when you make art and what happens when you're told that you can't uh i want to let you guys know that we got a wonderful grant and so we're kind of sponsored for 2021 by the water buffalo kids a wonderful organization in los angeles who helps nonprofits like us who help underserved communities and young people in all facets. And they also helped us get a grant from City National Bank. Shout out to City National. So we officially have two sponsors for this podcast, and we are very grateful for that. Your stories are important, 
and we want to share them with the world. Take charge this year and yeah, let's make some art, change some lives. <laughs>